0: SPIRIT ALPA NEGOTIATIONS, A HISTORY Part 3, 2011 through the present Hello, this is negotiating committee member Stuart Morrison with the final installment of our three-part audio cast, SPIRIT ALPA NEGOTIATIONS, A HISTORY. If you haven't already listened to parts one and two, please start there. In part two of this three-part series, We took you from the beginning of negotiations for what would eventually become Contract 2010 through the strike and subsequent ratification of the 2010 agreement. In Part 3, we will cover the bargaining that led to Contract 2018. Contract 2018. Contract 2010 was amendable August 1, 2015, with a provision for early openers 90 days in advance. Mike Mattias and Paul Slotin remained on the Negotiating Committee and I, Stuart Morrison, was elected to fill the vacancy created when Kevin Payal stepped down. By the middle of 2014, the committee had begun preparing to open negotiations in early May 2015. In October 2014, the company suggested to MEC leadership that rather than undertake a traditional Section 6 bargaining process to amend the entire agreement, we engage in expedited off-the-record negotiations on an extension to the existing contract with mutually acceptable modifications prior to its amendable date. The MEC determined that while they shared the company's overall goal of an efficient bargaining process to achieve an amended collective bargaining agreement, it was not in the best interests of the pilot group to limit discussions to only an increase in hourly pay rates. The MEC's position was that a limited agenda was manageable and consistent with our mutual goal of a timely collective bargaining agreement. Instead, the MEC proposed discussions to include, at a minimum, increases to compensation, the adoption of a defined contribution retirement plan, premium pay, and merger and acquisition protections. Early bargaining began in February 2015 with the Spirit Management team led by COO John Benderitis. The party sought a quick agreement focused on a few items of great importance to each side. At that time, the MEC was willing to focus on a few key issues to get an agreement that much sooner. The parties met, on average, twice per month throughout the year. Progress was made on significant issues that would ultimately make their way into the final agreement, but company proposals on compensation and retirement benefits were inadequate. By December 2015, it became readily apparent that Spirit Management had no intention of offering the pilots an economic and work rule package that came anywhere close to the rapidly improving industry standard. The MEC made the decision that early bargaining had run its course, and bargaining for a contract under the provisions of Section 6 of the Railway Labor Act should begin. Negotiations under Section 6 began in January 2016, with Vice President of Flight Operations Yuri Strandman leading the Spirit Management Negotiating Team. ALPA made it clear that we would need to broaden the number of issues to be addressed to bring those items up to the standards enjoyed by our peers. While early bargaining sessions under Section 6 were productive and progress was made on important issues, management's decision to introduce a PBS proposal in May without a corresponding economic proposal made the need for mediation clear. Mediation services were requested in late June, and our first bargaining session conducted with a mediator appointed by the National Mediation Board was the first week in September 2016. At the end of 2016, 15 months beyond the amendable date of the 2010 agreement, we had tentative agreements, or TAs, on 11 sections and seven sections with proposals open. While these sections contained many important improvements to the overall quality of the agreement, no pilot would be likely to base their ratification vote on any of these sections. While progress was being made, negotiating fatigue was clearly setting in with the pilot group. It is natural for pilots to grow weary of waiting and watching their friends at other carriers being rewarded with increasingly richer contracts while we were still working under an old agreement with no apparent end in sight. The negotiating committee was engaged in a protracted struggle to achieve the improvements we were seeking while defending against management's efforts to take back provisions we currently owned. Bargaining Environment. It is worth taking a moment here to remember which of our peers had recent agreements and how they got them. Southwest Airlines had been in negotiations for almost four years beyond their amendable date, in mediation for two of those years, and had a rejected TA before they ratified their agreement in September 2015. Delta began bargaining a year prior to their amendable date, was in negotiations for over 20 months, in mediation for 10, and had its own rejected TA before it successfully concluded negotiations in December 2016. Hawaiian Airlines filed for mediation in October 2015 and ultimately reached an agreement in April 2017. JetBlue began negotiations in April 2015 and ultimately reached an agreement three years later in August 2018. On the other side of the ledger, American Airlines reached an agreement relatively quickly in January 2015, but that was a product of guaranteed snapbacks, which were part of a concessionary agreement imposed during bankruptcy. Similarly, United reached an extension of its agreement in December 2015 after only a few months of bargaining, but the joint collective bargaining agreement that was extended took over three and a half years to negotiate, which included over two years of mediation. Operational Meltdown 2017 began much as 2016 ended. Meaningful progress was being made, but it was slow going. By the end of March, the parties had TAs on the non-economic sections and ALPA had presented its first comprehensive economic proposal. It remained readily apparent that spirit management was looking for ways to delay or avoid the moment of truth when they would have to own up to an industry standard agreement. Meeting days were abruptly canceled with no notice, essential company committee members no-showed sessions, and proposals were made on items that appeared to regress from previous positions. The first week of May 2017 saw Spirit suffer one of the biggest operational meltdowns in its history. Warnings from the MEC that staffing was stretched too thin to accommodate the large planned summer flying increases went unheeded. The MEC's objections to Spirit allowing reserve pilots to drop reserve days and then be assigned open flying that conflicted with their remaining reserve days went unanswered. Pilots were burnt out from carrying the weight of understaffing for months by flying on their days off. The result was predictable as management struggled to find enough pilots to crew their planes. Flights were canceled by the hundreds, and passengers were stranded by the thousands. Spirit management sought to shift the blame to the MEC, the Negotiating Committee, and ALPA National. Spirit management claimed the pilot group was engaged in an illegal job action, and that ALPA coordinated a concerted effort to disrupt the operation as leverage to our bargaining goals. Spirit management took ALPA to court seeking a judicial order to restrain the pilots from engaging in the alleged illegal job action. The night before the hearing, in the federal court in Fort Lauderdale, a near-riot broke out at the Fort Lauderdale airport, which made the news headlines. The next morning, without even hearing from ALPA's attorneys, the judge granted Spirit a temporary restraining order and ordered the MEC to do whatever was necessary to put the operation back on its feet. The subsequent injunction remained in place until the successor contract was negotiated. Negotiations Resume Over the next month, as the operation stabilized, the focus returned to the bargaining table and negotiations resumed in the middle of June. At the mediator's instruction, the negotiating committee prepared a term sheet proposal designed to facilitate reaching agreements in sections 4, 12, and 25. The objective was to reduce the remaining open sections to economic items and scope. As bargaining continued into the summer of 2017, the NMB assigned a senior mediator to assist the parties in concluding negotiations. While this additional assistance was helpful, the fact remained that Spirit's goal of cementing its pilots permanently to the bottom of the industry had not changed one bit, and progress was slow. With the help of the mediators, sufficient progress had been made that mediation was scheduled for the first week of September with the objective to reach an agreement in principle on an overall contract during those meetings. The NMB made clear that in the event the parties failed to reach an agreement, they would not schedule additional bargaining sessions. During these meetings, the entire MEC was present and evaluated each proposal as the negotiations went late into each night. In the end, however, the company failed to offer the necessary industry standard economics and work rules and further insisted we agree to PBS. By the end of the week, it was the unanimous opinion of both the negotiating committee and the MEC that the company proposal, would be rejected by the pilot group. Stepping back and moving forward. For the next eight weeks, the MEC's focus was on family awareness events, informational picketing, pub events, all pilot calls, surveys, and polling. These actions made it clear that Spirit pilots would not be rushed into a deal that failed to meet their objectives. It was also clear that there was a limit to how long pilots were willing to wait to receive the gains enjoyed by our peers at other carriers in that bargaining cycle. The path to resuming negotiations was uncertain absent addressing the company's PBS proposal. When the pilot group was surveyed, they indicated a willingness to explore an agreement that, if configured favorably, included PBS. Subject to certain conditions, the MEC authorized the negotiating committee to explore the possibility of reaching an agreement that included PBS. Based on this, the Negotiating Committee prepared a revised package proposal and communicated to the NMB our willingness to explore PBS along with the necessary conditions. Following status conferences with the NMB in late 2017, the Negotiating Committee and MEC met in Washington, D.C. with the mediators. The mediators were also in communication with the company and facilitated the exchange of information between the parties. Progress led to an additional week of shuttle diplomacy in Washington after which the mediators were pleased enough with the party's progress that they indicated their intent to put us together for face-to-face negotiations. Unfortunately, due to the uncertainty surrounding the potential government shutdown, the NMB was not able to get the parties back together until after the new year. The parties reconvened at the Alpa National Offices in Herndon, Virginia, for a marathon two-week session the first two weeks of January 2018, during which an agreement in principle was reached on the entirety of the contract. The next two weeks were spent drafting final contract language, after which a full contract tentative agreement was reached. Following a vote by the MEC to send the TA out to the entire pilot group for ratification, the negotiating committee embarked on a two-week-long roadshow to the six pilot domiciles, giving presentations, hosting webinars, and answering members' questions. Upon a successful ratification vote, the contract was signed on March 1, 2018. The contract increased pilot costs by 856 million dollars, from 1.75 billion to 2.61 billion, an increase of 49%. Preparing for contract next. Following ratification, negotiating committee chairman Captain Mike Mattias, who had led the committee for almost 10 years and two contract negotiations, decided to step down and return to civilian life. At the 2020 spring MEC meeting. Paul Slotten was elected to succeed Mike as chairman, and Zach Barnes was elected to fill the vacant committee position alongside me, existing committee member Stuart Morrison. In August 2022, Jesse Beach was selected to replace Zach Barnes, who will be moving on in his career. The negotiating committee began preparations for September 2, 2022 contract openers in the spring of 2021. In that time, we have conducted polls and surveys which will continue until the pilots ratify a new contract. Preparations for Section 6 negotiations were temporarily put on hold when, on February 7, 2022, Spirit and Frontier Airlines announced their intention to merge and work on a Transition and Process Agreement, or TPA, took priority. On April 5, Spirit received an unsolicited offer from JetBlue halting TPA discussions with the Frontier pilots. At that time, the committee's focus returned to preparing for Section 6, while the opposing potential merger partners waged a very public battle one-upping the other in their campaigns to partner with Spirit. While awaiting the outcome of a shareholder vote on the proposed transaction with Frontier, at the summer MEC meeting in July 2022, the MEC tasked the Negotiating Committee with pursuing a short-term agreement with Spirit to achieve the highest priorities of our pilot group. With such an agreement, the goal is to protect our pilots from the risks of any merger transaction failing regulatory approval. On July 27, 2022, Spirit announced that it terminated its merger agreement with Frontier. The next morning, Spirit entered into a merger agreement with JetBlue. Despite this development, the direction given to the Negotiating Committee remains unchanged. Although the transaction partner has changed, the procedure is the same, and the path forward still provides multiple opportunities to bargain. The first, for a short-term agreement under Section 6. The second, for a TPA and the third for a JCBA. Spirit pilots cannot afford to defer contract improvements until the conclusion of what could be a lengthy regulatory process and JCBA negotiations. The Negotiating Committee would like to remind each and every pilot that successful negotiations begin with you. It is crucial that pilots know the provisions of our current agreement to be able to give the MEC and the Negotiating Committee the guidance necessary to achieve the contract you want the next time around. If you don't know what you have, how can you tell us what you want? Thank you for listening to this series, and please continue to stay engaged with MEC and Negotiating Committee content as we work towards a new contract in Section 6 Negotiations. You can find all three parts of this series, the RLA videos, and more on spirit.alpa.org. Fly safe out there.